Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. When we call someone a cat burglar, have you ever wondered why? Maybe it's because of cats like Cleo. That's right, Cleo is a real-life cat burglar. He is a cat that burglarizes. He has tormented his Houston neighborhood for years and embarrassing his owner by grabbing people's laundry, towels, and even a computer mouse. His story made the local news, but he isn't seeing any jail time and he hasn't given up his criminal lifestyle. His owner, Jean, just cleans his stolen goods and keeps them in a clearly marked box on her yard with a big apology on it. And I don't know if I've ever seen a more cute thief. All right, so I know a lot of people like to poke fun at the concept of emotional support animals. Oh, uh, yes. Right, because right. maybe sometimes they can be a little bit overused. <laughs> That's true. But I was just thinking, like, there are legitimate use cases yeah. for emotional support animals. Oh, for sure. And if you were going to have an emotional support animal, oh, yeah. for you it would almost certainly be a cat, I mean, right? obviously, yeah. yeah. I feel like my cats already are my okay. emotional support animals. But there are other types of animals oh, that yeah. maybe could offer emotional support. But typically you think of what? Like, like cute, a dog. cuddly things? Yeah, something Yeah, yeah, something it's cute and fluffy. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, petting something that's fluffy calms you down. Which is exactly why this story about a guy who tried to bring his emotional support animal to a baseball game caught uh-huh. my attention. <laughs> he was trying to go to a Major League Baseball game. They wouldn't let him in because they said, I'm sorry, we just cannot allow this animal into the stadium. What he was, was trying to bring in his emotional support alligator. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what in the world? Now, again... <laughs> There are legitimate use cases for emotional support animals. Yes. But typically, like if I, just me, okay, just speaking for me, (laughs) if I was going to pick out an emotional support animal, Uh I would probably choose one that isn't known for like eating people. I mean, you know, generally that's a good good baseline. Because that doesn't feel very supportive. (laughs) It does not. (laughs) Here is a sentence you were not expecting to hear today. Beach Cowboy Wrangles a Wild Boat. Yep, the details are a little scarce on this one, but there is a viral video of an unmanned boat with a running motor going wild near the shores of a busy beach. There are women and children everywhere, somebody stop it! And this beach attendee became a hero, a cowboy, by using some rope to lasso the boat and rein it into shore, stopping it. And everyone's applauding. Everyone is like, ooh, this is so awesome. And I just have so many questions. I feel like sometimes as grown-ups, we just need a reminder not to take ourselves too seriously. Uh, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we need to laugh at ourselves once in a while. And that's why I love this story that I came across today. It's about the Scripps National Spelling Bee, which if you've ever watched it, Mm -hmm. these are some very serious kids. Very smart kids, Very smart kids spelling words I would never attempt to spell. Oh, yeah. They're very serious about what they're doing. And so that's why I absolutely love this clip. It's from 11-year-old Ken Yee. He approached the microphone, very concentrated. Mm -hmm. They gave him his word. And immediately, he burst out laughing. (laughs) And I will... Play this clip so you can hear exactly why. It's our doodle dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Sar doodle dumb. Sar doodle dumb? (laughs) He can't stop laughing. He's still. He's like trying real hard to come back to himself. (laughs) 
That sounds about right. <laughs> Sardoodledum. Sardoodledum. <laughs> that is kind of a ridiculous word, it is, is it not? It is a ridiculous word, and he goes on that way for a while. But here's the best part. After laughing ridiculously, he gets it right. Oh, he nice. totally nailed it. Oh, good. So just a reminder, don't take yourself <laughs> too seriously. <laughs> That's right. So Taylor Swift starts dating a football player. And our culture goes wild. People are asking the president what he thinks about it. This is nuts. And because I have absolutely no investment in either football or Taylor Swift, I'm just sitting back and eating popcorn. But I told this story a little while ago, and I thought, you know, in case you haven't heard this story, it'd be fun to share it with you again. Just how little I know about Taylor Swift. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy her music here on Real FM. We play Antihero. I think that's the one song we play from her. Could be wrong. But, you know, she's got some decent music. But when I was a teenager, I constantly got her name wrong. That's how little I knew about her. And people that knew me in high school would make fun of me because I wouldn't say Taylor Swift. I would call her Tiffany Swift. She just looked like a Tiffany to me. I'm sorry. I, just, I couldn't keep it straight. And there was a time where I was 15 and youth group was playing a game called Press Release. It's a game where you get out of the room and everyone in the group decides who you are going to be and you don't know. And then you come back and they ask you questions as if you're in a press conference and you have to figure out who you are based on the kinds of interview questions that they give. It's a very fun game. And they picked for me Taylor Swift. They kept asking me all of these questions about Taylor Swift dating history. And of course, I knew none of it. But now I know one, at least. She's she's dating a football player. I got, I got that one now. If you're a parent, you've tackled the age-old dilemma of how to get your kids to listen to you <laughs> and yes. follow your directions. Fair. It's not very easy to do no, sometimes. No, that's true. But there's some new studies that show that a simple language adjustment might help. Okay. This might not be a magic thing that like works every time, but it could be something worth trying yeah. to help your children learn how to comply with your directions. Okay. The key, experts say, is to declare, not command. So I think this is easiest to explain through some examples. Yeah. For example, instead of feed the dog, you might say, the dog looks hungry. Mm. Or tell me about your test at school. Maybe just saying, I remember you had a math test today. I'd love to hear how it went. Mm. Or instead of get in the car or go to the bus stop, it's time to leave for school. Interesting. So you're yeah. kind of just declaring a fact rather than giving a command. Yeah. And experts think that the reason that this works is that it kind of gives ownership and volition back to your kids. Right. Right. Yeah. So now they're going to do the thing because they want to. Yeah. As opposed to because they're told to. Interesting. Because unlike commands like do this now or else yeah those reflexively put people on the defensive huh. whereas declarative language leaves an opening for some collaboration and cooperation yeah it doesn't mean there's never a time where you're gonna have to give your well, kids a command that's fair it's probably good to learn some <laughs> obedience as well yeah but yeah. if you're looking for a more non-confrontational way to yeah. try to get through some of those day-to-day -day interactions right could be something worth trying interesting Letitia Wright 
an actress who's known best for her role as Princess Shuri in Marvel's Black Panther. Her story is kind of inspiring. She had an early childhood in Guyana, which is in South America. When she was eight years old, her family moved to the UK, and by age 12, she had her first role as Rosa Parks in a Black History Month performance, and that's when she knew she wanted to pursue acting. At age 15, she persistently sent London's top agents her headshot till finally one of them relented. She got her foot in the door. By 18, she was landing roles in popular British TV shows, but she found herself struggling despite this success. And that is when she found God three years ago. Now she's a baby Christian, but I love this quote that she says when she explains this time in her life. I was depressed and full of anxiety. I think it was that pressure to be accepted, to be somebody. When you're looking back outside of yourself for happiness and validation, a mean comment on social media can wreck you. I was okay when I was on set, hiding behind my work. When I wasn't acting, I was full of fear and doubt, trying to fill this void inside of me any way I could. Her story just really inspired me. And you know, the other inspiring part is that she is on one of the biggest movie productions ever, the Marvel series. Her fellow actor, Daniel Kaluuya, admires her dedication to obey God. She's being a salt and light to her on the set and to her castmates. And that is not, not something I was expecting from Hollywood to see this, this kind of representation. Pretty awesome. Anson, it's been a while since we have done a sports ball update. Yeah. So I figured it's time because, okay. as you mentioned a few weeks ago, there's uh, this new season of this super important sports ball thing. <laughs> and uh, last night, there was a, a really important episode of the sports ball thing on. Yes, there was. That I thought you would definitely be interested in. I was because interested it, in it. it involved the Chiefs. Yes, which is my team. That's your team. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, big things were happening at this event. This, yeah, there were. It was episode. a crazy game. So crazy. Uh, I mean, I was mainly talking about that Taylor Swift was there with all of her buddies, uh -huh. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds okay. and, and uh, okay. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that's a big deal I in the sports ball is. episode, right? I yeah. see how it is. <laughs> to be honest, I'd vote for him. There is a rather unique mayor in a small town in Southern California, and his name is Mayor Maximus Mike Dog Mueller III. Did I forget to mention he's a golden retriever? It all began several years ago in this small town. It's so small, you don't really need a mayor. So this animal shelter decided to do a really cool fundraiser, a lighthearted thing where dogs and cats could be nominated and voted on as the quote unquote mayor. And of course, Maximus the golden retriever won by a landslide and he took his job very seriously. He began making appearances at schools, hospitals, weddings, birthday parties, and he loves everyone. Phyllis, uh, his owner, I guess if you could even say you own a mayor, <laughs> said that if anyone could bring about world peace, it would be a golden retriever. And I feel like our politicians should be taking notes, right? Anson, I know that you really enjoy, like, in March when there's basketball tournaments, like, filling out brackets oh, yeah. for that event and mm -hmm. other sporty events. Well, my version of this 
is Fat Bear Week. It's back! It's back! I remember this. <laughs> you talked about this last year. I know, it's so exciting. This is now an annual tradition it, for you. It really is. So the bears of Katmai National Park in Alaska, they eat as much as they possibly can all summer. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, they gather together and people vote on which bear is the fattest bear, <laughs> which is good for them because they got to do that so they can go hibernate. Right, right? they're it's, trying to get through the winter, right? It's actually really important. Yeah. <laughs> so every year during that bear week, uh, <laughs> you can vote for your favorite bear. Okay. Uh, now, here we go. Uh, we got to say, here's what the qualifications are. First, they have to gain weight during the summer. Uh-huh. Second... They tend to select bears who have overcome obstacles or otherwise have a good story. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't, inspirational I know, stories I know. Part of this. And third, the bears have to show up to get a picture taken uh-huh. so we can see their weight gain. <laughs> bears who stay hidden cannot compete. I just wish that human contests worked like this. Like, number one, you have to gain weight during the summer. <laughs> number two, overcome an obstacle. And number three, just show up to get your picture taken and see how much weight you gain. Okay. Perfect. I'm in. <laughs> you accidentally buy a house and not even a good house but a rundown unlivable house well you can buy it on a silent auction that is exactly what happened to hunter and his girlfriend claire but when they realized that they had bought a very dilapidated stone building in danun scotland built in 1902 they decided they were up for the challenge. Both of them were in their mid-twenties, and Hunter in particular thought this would be a good idea so that by the time they were in their thirties, they wouldn't have a mortgage or any debt. They'd have a lovely home on the shores of the Holy Loch in Scotland, four bedrooms, maybe have a garden. So they wanted to do this. They both worked full-time jobs, but worked on renovating the home, Set got secondhand materials, they watched YouTube videos. It became a five-year-long renovation. But it's paid off because now they have a stunning home, no mortgage, no debt, like I mentioned. And I'm sure there were many times in those five years of renovating where they got frustrated, maybe overwhelmed, maybe wondering if it was all worth it. And that kind of gives me some hope for my own life. You know, I can't see the finished product yet. I'm just kind of handed this thing. It's been dumped onto my lap and I just got to keep working on it and hope that it's going to turn into a nice, beautiful cottage in Scotland. I know it's a bit of a weird metaphor. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs> <laughs>